Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manesh. Today's another AMA episode. That is, ask me anything. I love to answer your questions. And if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to Victor at VictorJM.com. That's Victor at VictorJM.com. Tom writes, Hi, Victor. Your podcast is fantastic. A perfect balance of brevity and information without any noise or fluff. My question is, I have a multifamily renovation in process, which I want to refinance on completion with 10-year fixed rate debt. As you mentioned, interest rates will likely increase post-election. Since my future rate will be based on the 10-year treasury, what investment could I make today that would earn money if rates go up to offset my future increased interest cost, almost like interest rate insurance? Thanks again for everything you do for the real estate community. Well, Tom, thank you for the kind words, and this is a great question. To be clear, my goal in answering the question is not to offer advice. That's the job of a licensed commercial mortgage professional in your local market. I'm merely offering my experience and observations on what I've found to be effective in the past. I'm not going to answer your question directly, but maybe offer a different approach that might accomplish the same thing. There's a lot of different financing products out there, and I find that borrowers sometimes get fixated on the interest rate. So let's be clear, every penny that you save in interest is a penny that goes in your pocket, so it's absolutely important. As always, it's the combination of interest rate and terms that make for a good loan. Even more important in my mind is predictability. This business has so many possible surprises that reducing the variables, reducing risks is more important than just about anything else. Now, I don't know the specifics of your project, but I've secured financing for new construction on numerous occasions. Whether we're financing for a value-added project or new construction, they can be treated very similarly. You said that your goal at the end of the project is a refinance. Most investors want to refinance the project to pull out as much cash as possible but still maintain a reasonable debt-to-equity ratio. So let's make up an example. Imagine that you bought a building for a million dollars and you contributed $300,000 in cash and borrowed $700,000. Your debt would be at a 70% loan-to-value ratio or 70% loan-to-cost. They would be the same in that instance. You might spend a further $400,000 in improvements, but after improvements, your building might be worth, say, $2 million in our example. You might be looking to refinance that project at the same 70% loan-to-value which would give you loan proceeds of a million four. And at that point, you can repay the initial loan of 700000 and the combined equity of your initial 300000 plus the 400000 of improvements. And you replace all of that with a new loan for a million four, maintaining that 30% equity ratio, except in this case, you have no cash tied up on the equity side. That would be your classic infinite return that most investors are after. So the question is, how do you get from the start of the project to that stabilized asset with that refinance? My preferred method is to work with a local bank who has an understanding of the local market. You can get an audience with the decision makers who have a seat at the loan committee. You can get them comfortable both with your team and your project. And you're looking for a very specific loan product. Not every bank has it. You're looking for a purchase plus improvements loan. The value of the project would be based on two appraisals. The first is the as-is appraisal and then the as-built appraisal. The as-built appraisal establishes the value of the finished product. The bank is also likely to offer a loan with two thresholds. It might be written as the lower of 80% loan-to-cost or perhaps 70% loan-to-value. So let's go back to our example of that million-dollar property with $400,000 of improvements. If you were to apply that kind of a loan to this project, 
where your total cost is a million four, that's the initial million dollars plus the 400,000 of improvements, then they would lend 80% of that amount or 1.12 million. The loan would be approved based on today's interest rates, but would be divided into two phases. There would be a construction phase that might be, say, 12 to 18 months, followed by a permanent financing phase. During construction, 100% of the equity and the loan is placed in escrow with the bank who will advance funds for the construction and draws. The construction phase is typically an interest-only phase where the interest rate is either variable or fixed depending on what you negotiate for that entire 12 to 18 month period. And then on hitting your leasing threshold that you've agreed with the bank, the loan will convert to permanent financing and your payment will be the principal and interest payment that you would have over the full amortization period of the loan. So far, so good. But you've got a problem now. You've got a good loan at a good interest rate and for a decent term, it might be 7 to 10 years, whatever you can negotiate. But if you refinance that loan, you're going to be paying a hefty prepayment penalty. So here's the trick that I've had some good success with. Rather than refinance that loan, keep that first loan in first position. Then go back to the bank one year after stabilized performance and ask them to increase the loan amount to match the 70% loan to value. But rather than a refinance, the bank is going to record a second mortgage behind their first mortgage. It's the same lender, so the lender is not really in a subordinate position and therefore no less secure with that second loan in place. If all goes well, the property will still value at that $2 million or perhaps even higher, and the bank will write the loan on the difference between the million four and the original loan amount of a million hundred and twenty thousand. That new loan of 280000 which represents that difference when added to the first loan, will get you to a full cash-out refinance without having to actually refinance. You lock in your interest rate on the first loan of $1.12 million, and then you accept the risk that you might pay a slightly higher interest rate on the second loan of 280000 But overall, the ratio is still going to be at 70% loan-to-value, and you're going to have interest rate protection on the majority of the loan would still be an aggressive interest rate. The idea I'm presenting here is to get to the end goal of reducing your interest rate risk a couple of years down the road while locking in your rate today. It's a different mechanism than the one you proposed in your question, but I think it gets the project to a safe place with a minimum interest rate risk. I want to thank you, Tom, for an awesome question. For the listeners at home, have a great rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Tomorrow.